Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. This is Sewing Hope, and as always, I'm joined by my friend uh, Ann DeSantis as uh, the co-host here of Sewing Hope. It's a great morning. Uh, both of us are returning from vacation, uh, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, time off uh, being able to uh, just hang out and re- relax and recuperate. But we're back live on the air, so uh, welcome, Ann, and thanks so much for being here. Good morning, Bill. And good morning, everyone. It's good to be back. <laughs> yes, it is. Good morning, Anne. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, yeah, so tell us about our guest today. We have a great one, Anne. We do. And it's a friend of mine. I'm, I'm excited. Her name is Jack, Jacqueline Nunez. She's coming to us from Florida. She is a third order Mercedarian. And she's going to speak with us today about the mission and ministry of Father Ruben La Sala in the Dominican Republic. So good morning, Jacqueline. Thank you for joining us. Yes, good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bill. Thank you so much for having me on Sewing Hope. It's a, it's a great honor to, to be here with you both this morning. And yes, um, as Anne just mentioned, um, she and I have been friends um, since a meeting that I went to at Our Lady of Lords Roman Catholic Church in Philadelphia um, for a third order Mercedarian meeting. She and I have been in contact since then. Um, actually, even on the 4th of December, 2019, Anna Santis, then talk show host for the online TV show RVN TV, was kind enough to interview me via Skype in an effort to help Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagurion, the initial Carmelite Discalced Friar in charge of the church construction, which we'll be discussing today, to raise the necessary funds to rebuild the chapel. Um, and the purpose of this interview, as Anne was stating, is to help spread the word re- regarding Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho to help um, this humble and very kind priest fundraise for this church rebuilding project. Um, And a few months ago, all construction efforts had to cease, unfortunately, due to COVID-19. But construction work has once again began and donations are once again needed. Very cool. Thank you. There's so much to discuss there, Jacqueline. Yes. I know that when you were a guest on my previous uh, uh, online TV show, we had a nice PowerPoint that you shared with people uh, of the pictures of this church in the Dominican Republic. But 
we're going to do our best because this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> audio only. And audio only. So uh, we'll do our best to to describe it and, and help you to know exactly what the, the mission of uh, Father La Sala and, and his ministry in the Dominican Republic. So just backtracking a little bit, you said you were mentioning how we met and that you are a third order Mercedarian. Um, I am also a third order Mercedarian. It's a, a religious order. Uh, and it's uh, located and headquartered in the Philadelphia area in Our Lady of Lourdes Parish. And that is where Jacqueline and I met. And it just so happens, right. too, that not only are, am I a third order member, but I'm also the director of a Mercedarian Foundation, too. Uh, just to right. let our listeners know about that, too. It's called the uh, St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. So in case That's anyone right. would like to take a look and learn more about that, you would go on online to uh, knownotus.org and, and learn about the, the mission there. Uh, and Jacqueline, it is a, a, a pleasure and an honor for us to be uh, Third Order Mercedarians. And we do an online mm-hmm. apostolate, correct? Uh, because right. some Third Order members are located uh, in different parts of the United States and not able to make a physical meeting, especially at this current time, right, Jacqueline? I mean, that is correct, and not only here in the United States, but even um, worldwide. Um, the director of the online Mercedarian Third Order group has opened up that, um, you know, apostolate online for people who can't physically make it to Philadelphia, but they still want to be a part of a wonderful prayer group, um, you know, with the Mercedarian spirit. And I think that that is wonderful that the spiritual director... Um, has, you know, done that for so many people to help others, you know, um, grow in their faith and also help others um, keep Christ alive in their lives, which is so very important, especially in today's times. It sure um, is. And and I have to mention that person that you're mentioning is Father Matthew Phelan, who's a friend of the Sewing Hope podcast, and he's right. already been a guest a couple of <laughs> times already. Praise so, God. <laughs> or, or, or even like just a pop-in guest with some questions yeah. and things like that. So we yeah. say hello to him as well. Yes. Hello, and Father Matthew. That's right. Hi. We, we all love you. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. That's right. right. He's amazing. Catholics. Yes. Yes. So, um, And if people want to learn more about that, um, you can go to the Mercedarians website too. Um, and that would be orderofmercy.org. And you can just learn about the religious order. And I'll just say that they have uh, four uh, vows to their charism, which is uh, poverty, chastity, obedience, and then the willingness to give their lives for those who are in danger of losing their faith. And aren't we in a time right now where there are people who are, quite frankly, in danger of losing their faith, even in this country? So we are very grateful for uh, being Mercedarians, and, and we may be put to the test. Who knows? Absolutely. In God's hands and ask him, uh, he and our lady, uh, to, to pray for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like Anne was saying, you know, I believe that it is a crucial time for us to hold closer a blessed mother, um, our lady of mercy, just like this church construction, um, project is called, it's called Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes, which stands for our lady of mercy or our lady of ransom as some know our blessed Mm. mother. Um, and she is also the patroness of the Dominican Republic. So, so she's a, our Blessed Mother is a big deal. Our Lady of Mercy is a big deal in the Dominican Republic. Um, and celebrated September 24, 
2019 actually was when Padre Tomas wanted to have the church construction completed, but um, that did not happen. So um, they're still undergoing um, construction, but because of the pandemic, the construction costs have actually also increased. Um, therefore, Padre Ruben is grateful for every donation um, given towards this good cause. I also, I'm also just going to give a brief history of the church. So this um, little chapel started in 1914. When it was first made, it, it had wooden flooring, palm table walls, and a cane roof. In 1943, the chapel was built from a cement block and a tin roof. And also, I just want you to keep in mind that this church has undergone quite a lot of building and rebuilding. Um, and in 1975, the chapel again was built anew, but was already in a bad state of structural construction. So in 2009, a new church construction project um, was thought out, was began to be drawn up again with the idea of celebrating the centenary of the foundation of this Carm Carmelitas del Caribe with a newly renovated church, which is the project that's undergoing now. And just on Sunday, September the 24th, 2017, the church festivities in the community of El Desecho concluded and a firm decision to make a new church was made. And then on December 21, 2017, the blessing of the grounds where the new church would be built was made possible by the Bishop of the Diocese of La Vega in the Dominican Republic, Monsignor Hector Rafael Mina Rodriguez, and the first groundbreaking mass on the freshly blessed grounds was given by concelebrants Father Ramon Abreu and the new church construction project pastor, um, Father Tomas Cava. On February the 8th, 2018, initial construction began on the old empty church lot where the old wooden church once stood with the help of the local church community in El Desecho. And then construction work became a little bit more aggressive from April 2018 to September 2018, where interior construction work was being done from the dirt grounds to the plastering of the cement, which holds up the concrete. Church interior and biweekly masses were celebrated with the church by Father Tomas and the help of the president of assembly, Elvis Rafael Mena Rodriguez. Up until August 2019, the bathrooms dropped ceiling Floor veneers, doors, and church blinds are being made. Also, during that time, the church um, was already plastered with cement blocks to make an iron shelter against hurricanes, to protect against hurricanes, and the bathrooms, doors, and shutters were also in place. All of this was made possible with the generosity of people that made a total investment of three million two hundred and eighty-nine thousand four hundred ninety. Pesos, Dominican pesos, with an equivalency of $56,414.75 U.S. dollars towards what has been built of this church thus far. And the current needs of the church and... Yes, please what, tell us the current need, needs of the church. You, I'm, I'm very impressed with uh, your ready, your prepared. Uh, preparedness for this podcast, and, and I'm sure that our listeners are too, as you have really given us the facts of uh, what's going on there. N the name of the church, again, again, you said is La Vega. Yes, uh, Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes, which translates to Our Lady of Mercy, okay. and it is located in 
a very small and poor town and known as El Desecho. That small city is within La Vega in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Yes. Um, but the current needs of the church and is that work is still needed to complete this church rebuilding project, which includes the interior and exterior parts of the church. I'm going to go through a little list, a, a list that um, Padre, both Padre Tomas and Padre Ruben were kind enough to um, put together for us and with the approval of the Diocese of La Vega Bishop, Monsignor Hector Rafael Rodriguez. But um, the following is not mentioned in, in the um, breakdown with the cost. So what's needed is a church gate, church pews, and altar background. The exterior church construction work needed includes the church garden and church parking lot that is not included in the estimate. The current church construction estimate projected cost only for the interior part of the church is 2,486,177 RD pesos with an equivalency of $42,637.94 US dollars. Well, once again, this projection cost of $42,637.94 does not include the exterior parts of the church, which includes a church garden, church parking lot. All right, so this is the breakdown. I'm just going to read off the breakdown that um, Padre Tomas and Padre Ruben were kind enough to provide for us with the approval of the Diocese of La Vega, a bishop. The church pew project, total costs for wooden pews in 6,500-foot measure includes... Ten thousand five hundred and eighty-five U.S. dollars. Electricity and ceiling project total costs include nine thousand five hundred and sixty-eight U.S. dollars. The plastering, six thousand eight hundred fifteen U.S. dollars. The church presbytery, which includes cement, sand, manual labor, is one thousand eight hundred eighty U.S. dollars. Sacristy and Chapel of the Blessed Sacrament includes 1,942 U.S. dollars. The tiles for the church, which includes the cement, the sand, and the manual labor, is 7,742 U.S. dollars. The paintwork and manual labor includes 1,774 U.S. dollars. Perimeter fence, which is a cement-based construction work that's needed for hurricane-proofing the church, the, continu the continuing construction work for hurricane proofing the church is 8,444 US dollars. And finally, flooring, pastoring of two exterior walls, the exterior part of the church, altarpiece, four stained glass with a total of 5,148 US dollars to make a total of $42,637.94. In all the work that's still left to finish the church. But please keep in mind, this is just an estimated projection cost because that is not including the cost for the church garden or the church parking lot. All yeah. right. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. And I, I appreciate your uh, um, exactingness there, uh, <laughs> even down to the sense. 
You're welcome. You know, and, and sometimes when people are giving to some type of a project or ministry, uh, it's very, very good to know exactly where their money is going. And when yes. you lay it out the way that you have, it, it certainly does put it in a uh, proper perspective for us to understand what the needs of this church. So I would just invite listeners to imagine this church in the Dominican Republic that is in such dire need of repair and also of rebuild. So please consider helping them. And maybe as we're like, you know, a quarter of a way through this podcast, Jacqueline, um, how would they be able to go and make a donation to help out this project? Yes. Well, um, let's backtrack a little bit. So, you know, the reason why I gave the breakdown to the last penny is because maybe someone hears, okay, church pew project. So that's still remaining. It's $10,585. Maybe there's a generous um, donor out there who's able to give $10,585, you know, just because they want to be involved in the church pew project. Maybe someone is interested in the sacristy and chapel of the Blessed Sacrament. Maybe they can only afford $1,942. So I wanted to break it down that way. Um, and also, just like Padre Tomas and Padre Ruben have said, every penny counts. And every penny that is donated is greatly appreciated. All right, so now how people can get involved with making a donation. Yes, please. Please, if you could just, as we're a quarter of the way through the podcast, please let them know. Yes. Um, I just wanted to mention also, and that Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagrullon, um, the initial pastor in charge of this church construction building project, initially established a church bank account under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre in La Vega, Dominican Republic, for donations um, for this new church construction project with Cooperativa La Vega. And there's an account number. So I want everyone to listening in to take out a piece of paper and pen and write down this account number. And that is, once again, Cooperativa C-O-O-P-E R-A-T-I-V-A space La Vega L as in Lily A space Vega V as in violin E-G as in gate A as in apple and the account number is 146 3, 7, 2. Now, once again, I just want to say La Vega is a city in the Dominican Republic. So Cooperativa La Vega is in the Dominican Republic. And the church bank account number, once again, is 146 and with every penny raised and all proceeds will go directly to the rebuilding of Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho Tavera La Vega, Dominican Republic. Once again, we are asking you to please consider contributing to this good church call simply by taking out your phones and calling in your donation to Cooperativa Real in La Vega, Dominican Republic. The phone number is 347-357-357. 
please once again take your pens and your papers out and write down this phone number 809-573-4258 again that phone number is an 809-573-4258 now for those of you who don't know much about the catholic church the catholic church is pro-life and would still like to um, contribute towards this good church cause. I just want to let you know that the Catholic Church does a lot of humanitarian charitable work to help those in most need. And whatever you can afford to give is greatly appreciated. For all Spanish-speaking podcast listeners, you may contact Padre Ruben La Sala directly at his mobile phone number. Once again, please take out your pen and your paper and the Priest in charge of this church construction project's phone number is 829-705-3393. Also, I just want to let you know that he is also available via WhatsApp messaging for those of you who, who are always um, on your WhatsApp, like me, or via email at La Sala, I will spell that for you. That's L is in Lily, A is in Apple, Z is in Zebra, A is in Apple, L is in Lily, A is in Apple, A is in Anna, C as in Charles, E as in Edward, V as in Violet, E as in Edward, D as in David, O as in Olive at gmail.com. And you can WhatsApp message um, Padre Ruben, call him or email him with any of your questions regarding this church construction project and how to give a donation or any questions about donations. And also, I just want to um, make it known out there that the conversion rates of RD pesos to US dollars does fluctuate. Um, so just, you can always find out what the currency exchange rate is online if you're curious to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Man. You are uh, very good at promoting and helping this uh, beautiful church Thank and you. community. And I also want to tell people, you know, let's face it, sometimes in the world of fundraising, there are some that you have to uh, double check and make sure that it is uh, an actual fundraiser and going to the right place. I want to tell the people who are listening on this podcast that Jacqueline has been a guest twice for me on other uh, podcasts or, and or TV show. And it was completely checked out and verified that this is a legitimate project. Uh, it is a legitimate church in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I have a priest friend that actually was in contact with the bishop there. And I can, I can definitely let you know for sure that this is, your money will be going to this project. So I just want to make Make sure that's known because when people hear account numbers and different things like that, sometimes we're not sure. There's a lot of scams out there. Uh, so I, I want people to know that this has already been checked um, and it is a very legitimate um, donation that you would be making. Yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, and folks, if you missed uh, any of that stuff too, um, you know, know that uh, this is on a repeat as always, uh, and you can always listen to it on demand. Uh, but in addition to that, just email us at sewinghope at patchworkheart.org for any details. 
uh, and we'll be happy to connect you with Jack, uh, with Jacqueline, and uh, and all the all the priests and people involved in the project. Uh, we'll be happy to, to to get you in touch and get the right numbers and all that stuff. So it's not so uh, con- you know confusing for you all. All you need to do is just very simply email us at sewing hope, S E W I N G, hope at patchworkheart.org, and um, and then we can always get. Uh, you know, your donations routed to the right and proper place, uh, which I think just makes it a lot easier. But of course, we can put in uh, the show notes, look in the show notes too for the different links and, and stuff for the WhatsApp Messenger and whatnot. Um, but uh, but I but I'm assuming Father Ruben only speaks uh, Spanish, correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay. Uh, Father Ruben is only Spanish speaking. Yes. Okay, so we'll get, but 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 either way, we'll be able to get you in touch with uh, somebody if you're, you know, the, you know, the Holy Spirit tugs on our hearts uh, often to to say, uh, you know, different different causes, different, uh, you know, you know, to support different causes, and there might be somebody out here listening to this right now that um, is is saying, uh, can can I help this parish, uh, you know, uh, and and you know, serve people in this area. Um, in, in the Dominican Republic, and so if that's the case, uh, if that's the case, uh, and the Holy Spirit's pl- you know tugging on your heart to help uh, in some way uh, with this, uh, please uh, just by all means reach out to us at sowinghope at patchworkheart.org, and we'll get uh, you are don't you are, we'll, we'll we'll make sure we get um, the you in in touch with the right people to make that donation um, properly. Uh, and as Anne said, you know uh, this is a, le- a legitimate project. This is a legitimate. Um, deal and so um, with that being said um, you know know that know that you know this is not some you know <laughs> this is not some scam I just want right, to second exactly. that just want to just want exactly. to second that so so thank you absolutely and just like Anne mentioned um, we also have the letter of the bishop from the diocese of La Vega sending a letter to Father Matthew Phelan the director of St. Raymond Anatis Foundation, and also the Mercedarian Third Order um, meeting at Our Lady of Lords. Well, he was transferred to New York, but when I was there, and also the online chapter that he started. And here is that letter. Yeah, With thank the, you. You're welcome, man. And the seal of the bishop as well. We have his signature here and his contact information down here. And I've also sent Anne this letter as well. So yes, this is definitely a legit, you know, 100% approved church construction project by the Diocese of La Vega Bishop. Yeah, that's good to good to see. And I just want to make a slight correction there: is that Father Matthew Phelan was the former spiritual moderator of the Saint Raymond of Nottis Foundation, um, but as of September 2018. Uh, the new spiritual moderator is Father Kenneth Breen, which is all, he's also been a guest on on Sewing Hope. Uh, <laughs> hello, Father Ken, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, hello, so, Father uh, Ken. Yeah, so <laughs> we've had wonderful Mercedarian friars. So uh, thank you. Now, I wondered also uh, if you could tell us about the church community, because, you know, when you can picture the fact that these are families that are coming together um, who did lose their church for a, a bit of time, and if you can imagine, these are people who really love uh, their Catholic faith. They love their church. They love the Lord. They love Our Lady. And and what you're helping when you make this donation is you're helping these people. And yeah. isn't that the most important thing, that you're helping people 
to be able to go to their church and feel like there's some dignity there. Absolutely. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the the community. Yes. And actually, Anne, I was just going to um, mention that I have been in contact with a few of the church members there of Iglesia Nuestra Sino de las Mercedes, not only the old wooden church, but the current one that's in the stages of being rebuilt. And two of the um, church parishioners who also reside in El Desecho in that um, church community was kind enough to share with me their church testimony. Um, So she was telling me that many of the families in the small city of El Desecho in La Vega come from the poorest economic backgrounds. Their homes are humble and simplistic in structural style says one of the two faithful church members in El Desecho who have kindly shared with me their faith journey testimonies, which began in the old Rundell Chapel of El Desecho. And they express the importance of how rebuilding the new Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes is meaningful to them and to their families. Catholic spiritual growth in keeping the faith. The El Desecho resident says that as a child, she learned that in order to have faith in Jesus and Mary, our Blessed Mother, we must simply seek God's intercession to grant us the gift of faith. This was one of the many things that she learned at the old Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho, where she received most of the sacraments of the Catholic Church. She also says, although very small in size, the local chapel parishioners were active participants of the old church and joyfully shared their rich and lively Catholic faith with others. It was not the size of the church that worried them, says this church member, but the poor structural state in which the church was in. As an active church community, it was decided to build a new church without any material resources for construction. Believing in God's promises and trusting the solidarity of people to empathize with the economic needs of the El Desecho community, they hoped in Our Lady of Mercy for a new holy temple where they could worship our Lord Jesus Christ and honor his sacred and most blessed mother and mother of all peoples. She says, we fervently prayed and continue to pray for all who have contributed and who will continue to contribute generously towards the final construction of the new chapel in El Desecho. They pray, they pray for God to bring people um, with generous hearts to contribute to the final construction um, of this new chapel. So that is, in a nutshell, what the town of El Desecho is like. It's very poor, humble. Um, and Padre Tomas actually takes special interest in helping the poor. And that is one one of his, um, favorite things to do as a priest. I'll share with you a little bit of Padre Rubén. Padre Rubén, since this past February, has, um, was being told that he was going to be in charge of this new project. Since past February, Padre Tomas, who was the original church pastor of El De- the chapel of El Desecho, was transferred to Santa Teresa de Jesus in Los Alamos in Santiago de los Caballeros in the Dominican Republic. So since this past February 2020, Padre Tomas 
left Iglesias, um, Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes. And I also want to give like a little summary. So, Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre is one church. And then under that church, there's 23 chapels that Padre Tomas was in charge of with other Carmelitas Descalzos del Caribe in La Vega. But March 1st, 2020 was the actual day when Padre Ruben became the newly assigned pastor at Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre or St. Barbara Parish in La Torre Caimito La Vega, Dominican Republic. Padre Ruben, since the 1st of March, 2020, has taken over Padre Tomas's pastoral duties, including being responsible for 23 chapels. 23 chapels, including Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes. Um, that's within the 23 chapels. That with the help of his three other Carmelite Descalced Friar brethren, Friar Felis, Friar Misael, and Friar Sandy, he joyfully tends to. Father Huben told me that there's a total of four of them that live in the Priestly Seminary. And that address is Seminario de los Padres Descalzos, El Caimito La Vega, Dominican Republic. He says, he says, yo vivo con cuatro otros frailes. So he lives there with four other um, friars. Um, Father Ruben continues to help the poorest communities, both materially and spiritually, within the local parish territory in El Desecho. Laurel, Yabanal, Mocan, Campana, La Bruca, and other nearby areas. So what I'm saying right now is that Padre Ruben is very, very active within this very, very, very poor church community. Not only in El Desecho, but other nearby towns like Laurel, Yabanal, Mocan, Campana, La Bruca, and other, and other cities around there. What he does is that with every money that people donate to him, he buys food for the poor. Um, you know, he goes out to, to talk to the families, get to know the family. So he's a, a people priest. Padre Ruben brings others to friendship with Christ Jesus via social media on Facebook as well under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre. So whoever wants to check that out on Facebook, they can. He live streams a nocturnal prayer group where many people from different parts of the world tune in to listen during the week, Monday through Fridays at 10 p.m. Padre Ruben lives with other Carmelite Discalced Friars. Um, as I mentioned before. Yes. But, um, no, Jacqueline, honestly, I, we, I should say, we are so appreciative of you, uh, your detail, because when people, as I said, when people are going to make a donation for, for something like this, as you're describing, uh, knowing that it's a legitimate donation means so much. So I can tell you, as I said, uh, vouching for Jacqueline and for this project in the Dominican Republic and knowing that a bishop has uh, written that letter uh, to one of the priests here in the United States that you and I both know, um, giving it the, the stamp of approval that, yes, it is a, something that uh, is legitimized. So I thank you so much, Jacqueline, for all of that uh, information that you're sharing with us. Uh, yes, now, I wondered if you could tell us your own thoughts, because 
there's something about this project that has intrigued you enough to want to help. Maybe you can discuss with us, how did you, um, how did that come about with inside your heart that you wanted to become a part of this project and helping? Okay. And also, Anne, I just want to make a quick correction. Mm -hmm. I read off something wrong from the um, from Padre Ruben's biography that I put together. So Padre Ruben lives with three other Carmelite Descalce Friars to make a f- total of four okay. Carmelite Descalce Friars at the Priestly Seminary. I just wanted to make that quick correction. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, no problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. Um, it's actually kind of interesting that you would ask that question. How did this, how did all of this start? It actually started, um, after, I will, well, I'm going to say a little bit about my personal life. I was married through the Catholic Church, and then I had a divorce and a marriage annulment. And then after I had a marriage annulment, I kind of had a different conversion um, because I felt being called to religious life. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons why they why my marriage annulment happened so quickly. Um, and so it all started to unravel there. So I went to check out the Visitation Sisters in Philadelphia to discern with them on the come and see. It was a beautiful experience, but I felt that maybe that wasn't the life that God intended for me. Then I went to check out um, Missionaries of Charity, Chester, Pennsylvania. I loved Missionaries of Charity. Um, I love Mother Teresa and her great work, their simplicity, their humility, um, their love in everything that they do, especially in helping the poor and those in need, um, their generosity and their joyful charism. Everything they do, they carry it out with so much love and joy. And it just shows in how they treat everyone and how they carry themselves everywhere they go. You know, they they just love helping others. And it's and it's such a beautiful, beautiful religious community. And so after the Missionaries of Charity, um, I went to discern with um, Servant Sisters of Our Lady of Matara and Nuestro Señor and Our Lord. Um, they're, they have an acronym, SSVM. Um, this was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, so throughout this whole process, I kind of felt like the Sacred Heart of Jesus was calling me to something, but I just couldn't find out or figure out what that was. And so I went to the come and see at the, with the Missionaries of Charity. And there I had a, how can I call how can I say this? I think like a calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say it's a calling that um, Jesus said, you know, Jesus was telling me to go back. And then I, I said to myself, like, go back. Like, you know, what does go back mean? And I thought to myself, like, okay, I think I understand because I got married through the church in the Dominican Republic. And all this time, people are always asking me, you know, like, when are you going to go back? Like, you know, <laughs> when are you going to go back? And I'm here thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, that's it. Go back. It's mm. you know, God is calling me to go back and do something in the Dominican Republic to help the poor. You know, so then how did I learn about this? You know, how was I going to put put back this going back, right, to helping these people in the Dominican Republic? Well, it just so happens that um, people that I know in that particular area in La Vega were telling me about this church project. And I said, oh my gosh, that's it. You know, so 
it was kind of like it just clicked. Like I kind of like understood, go back. You know, these people that I know, the American Republic, they're telling me there's a church project, like this is it. This is what Jesus was telling me about, go back. So that's why I said, okay, I just, now I just have to try to like put everything together and try to find who's going to help me, you know, put the word out there. Who's going to help me fundraise um, for these Carmelite Discalced priests. Um, Who's going to help me, you know, promote on social media, word of mouth. How am I going to get the approval? How are people going to believe me that this is legit and this just isn't, you know, a scam? Like somebody's just a random person saying, well, there's this church in the Dominican Republic, you know, we need money. No, this is real. You know, um, we have the Monsignor Diocese of La Vega um, church approval. um, And this is happening. You know, this is in a poor area too. And that's when I was at the Missionaries of Charity for the Come and See, um, Jesus was like in my heart, Jesus spoke to me and said, you know, and I need you to help, but in a poor area in the Dominican Republic. Like during that time, I didn't understand like what poor area it was Mm. until, you know, these people from the Dominican Republic, um, were telling me in La Vega that there's this really poor area that this church is being built. So that's when I understood everything. And everything has just flowed like a river. I mean, everything has just come together so beautifully. And and everything has fallen, you know, in line so wonderful. Like the Holy Spirit definitely has been in all of this, all this time. And, you know, and that's why, like... Padre Ruben always says it's so important to keep everything in prayer because through all of this, I, I've i learned so wholeheartedly that when you're doing something for God, like the enemy always tries to stop you. You know, I think that that's why a lot of people um, really need God. So importantly, just like that lady's testimony in the in the session, you know, she says it's important to have that chapel there because that's what keeps people's faith strong. You know, that's what helps them in their spiritual growth to grow in in their faith. You know, and not not only them but also their families to bring children to know yeah. God and to raise them in the Catholic faith. So that's so important. Yeah. Well, and you well, know that's what it comes down to, Jacqueline. Well, so beautifully said. Yeah, and you Thank know, you. I think I think here, especially, I I think the, in the United States right now too, Jack, I think we're seeing um, a huge wake up too, um, you know, because where churches have not existed for for many many years in 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 poor parts of countries, you know, uh, Dominican Republic, Africa, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are, you know, there there are many countries where mass cannot be celebrated every single Sunday with, you know, four masses, <laughs> you know, it, yes. you know, every, and, and we here in America during this crisis, during this COVID-19 crisis are witnessing, you know, now the, um, you know, reduction of masses, the lifting of the obligation to attend mass every Sunday. Like there's just all these different issues going on. And we have to keep in perspective that in many parts of the world, uh, there are people hungering, hungering for the gospel they're hungering for jesus they're hungering to go to church and they don't have the opportunity they don't have the building they don't have the structure they don't have the priests you know they don't have the number of priests to be able to minister and so when there's an opportunity like this to help build a church i mean you know we 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 talk about you know uh i my my parish here in milwaukee is uh saint francis of assisi 
And, uh, you know, St. Francis of Assisi was famously told by, by our Lord to, you know, rebuild my church, you know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> right, and, so, and that comes to mind as well. Right, You right. know, with this church construction project, Bill, absolutely, that definitely comes to mind, you know, St. Francis of Assisi, rebuild my church. Yeah, and so, you know, you're sitting, you're, you people that are sitting here in America that are that are very blessed, and, you know, and it, and again, it's not about the amount of money, uh, because God, I, I, heard, I heard a very smart priest one time who told me, you know, God has money, it's in our pockets. And, um, <laughs> I remember you said that before, yeah, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it's very true. I mean, you know, and and so you know, if if the Lord is pl- tugging on you, you know, to to help in a in a poor area of the world, uh, to help help get the gospel spread, to to literally sow hope into people's lives. Uh, you know, we 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 take it for granted. We show up at church and we go off to Starbucks, you know, right after, and we talk with our friends. And you know that that's our that's our American culture. But when you travel elsewhere, when you when you go and see, um, you know, poor parts of the world, or you go and see an area where people are just hungering to have the authentic gospel uh, preached, we we've got to help out. We have to help out, folks. So you know, just just think about it, you know, again, it's, it's not amount, about the amount of money, you know, we, we sit there, and, and Jacqueline did an amazing job laying out the needs, and the specific needs, and, you know, this Thank is what you. we need, um, yes. but but remember that, you know, even even if it's, you know, $5 or $10 a month um, to to help, uh, you know, we're all nonprofits. I mean, you know, the St. Raymond and Honest Foundation, uh, Sewing Hope, and, and Patchwork Heart Ministry, uh, we're all nonprofit organizations, we all exist the same way, um, and we all know that it, it, it's not about the amount of money. It's about uh, the the gift of the heart and what God is calling you to give. Uh, and so if it's tugging at your heart right now um, to, to, to give to this cause, um, and, and this is the cause that you're giving to, then, you know, um, just just make whatever the Lord is saying, okay, I, I, I can do this monthly. I can do this, you know, one time. I can do this so I can help these people. Uh, rebuild their church and get this, um, you know, faith to be um, enlivened in this in this poor area because because it ends up being a center. You know, you know, the church is a hub, right? Like it's like it's the activity of the entire community, right? In 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 that area, right? It's not just a church. I mean, there's things going on there. There's there's um, there's charitable work being passed out through the hands of the church. Uh, and, it, you know, it's not just, okay, we show up on Sunday and we leave. No, there's actual things going on there, uh, you know, Bible studies. And it, it, it's a hub uh, for, for them, and they don't necessarily have the um, the other cultural resources we have and entertainment, you know, complexes and things that we have to go distract us from, from our Lord. So this is their, not only their, um, enter- it's not only their uh, faith life, it's also their uh, social lives, community and, life, right? yes, and it's a community life. life. It's all that. So, so, yes. so when you're thinking about that, uh, you know, and, and putting that in perspective, just remember that. And and, uh, and and this is this will be something that is used 24/7, pretty much. Absolutely. Yes, I love that word hub and Bill. That was very good. And Jacqueline, again, I can't thank you enough for sharing a little bit of your own personal journey. You're welcome. Uh, because you are a friend of mine, and and I I tell our viewers and our I should say our listeners here that. Jacqueline is uh, a very authentic uh, woman of faith who real has a desire to do something good here. And 
Bill also made the point to say that nonprofits and churches too, you know, when you receive any kind of donation, I know that as the director of a Catholic foundation, when I receive any kind of donation in the mail or via our website, it's exciting. So if you're listening to this, and even if you can give a very small five, 10, 20, $25 donation, it means so much to them. So it doesn't have to be $1,000 or $10,000. It can be something very small. So I know Jacqueline gave a lot of information at the beginning of the podcast with all the numbers and different things. But simply, if you would email also sewinghope at patchworkheart.org, I can simply get you in touch with Jacqueline Nunez. Um, and again, Sewing Hope is S-E-W-I-N-G, hope at patchworkheart.org. And we can definitely get you in touch so you can make a little donation or whatever size donation you want to give. It makes a big difference. And this is a very, as we said, it's not a scam. It's definitely legitimate. Um, and it's so appreciated to uh, this community. Absolutely. It most certainly is. And 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 I just wanted to say what comes to mind with all of this, this church construction project also is what one of the great founders of the Carmelite um, religious community, St. Teresa of Avila, um, what she has said in one of her most famous quotes, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. Yours are his body. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. St. Teresa of Avila. Beautiful. Amen. Yeah, Amen. So beautiful. I wondered as we're headed toward the end, because you and I, Jacqueline, had a little, little, a little list of questions. Yes. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share about the funds and how they will be used um, for the fundraising effort. I mean, I know you went through a lot of detail, but for the most part, it's going to help to rebuild this church. Yes, most certainly. And how the funds will be used to um, rebuild this church, once again, is just that every penny donated, and that's every penny donated, goes directly, solely to the rebuilding of this Chapel, Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho, Tavera La Vega, Dominican Republic. Once again, please consider contributing to this good church cause simply by taking out your phones and calling in your donation to Cooperativa Real in La Vega, Dominican Republic at 809-573-4258. And once again, that account number that the Fraile Descalzo Carmelita del Caribe, Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagrullon, he's the, the one of the, or actually also the initial Descalced Friar who, who was in charge of this church construction project. He established a church bank account under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre in La Vega, Dominican Republic. Um, for your donations, so you can call, you can, you know, ask about this project for, 
Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes. It's a chapel. Um, and that account number, once again, please take out your pens and papers and write this number down. 146-2100-100-9372. That is the church bank account number. And also, if you want to just check out do a search, a Google search. You can just go into Cooperativa Real in La Vega and um, just give them a call. Maybe send them an email if you would like. All that information is on there. All you have to do is just look up Cooperativa Real in La Vega. Or you call Padre Rubén for all you Spanish-speaking podcast listeners. Call Padre Rubén at his mobile phone number, 829-705-3393. He's available via WhatsApp messaging or via email, lazalaacevedo at gmail.com. That's L-A-Z-A-L-A-A-C-E-V-E-D-O at gmail.com with any questions regarding this church construction project and any donations. Fantastic. You can also contact me, just like Bill and Ann has said. And also, I also just want to reach out, just like Ann and I have done in the past, um, trying to fundraise for this good church cause. I would like to um, ask and reach out to His Holiness Pope Francis and humbly ask him to bless this church project, to bless Padre Rubén and Padre Tomás and all of Padre Rubén's projects in helping the poor and everyone involved in helping him. We also want to ask His Holiness Pope Francis to kindly um, help Padre Rubén financially in his work of helping the poor in that very poor um, area of El Desecho and surrounding areas. That was perfect because Jacqueline and I, it was very good that you mentioned we had prayed a long time ago that the Holy Father would be uh, made aware of this project. So this is a podcast and who knows where it'll go. So we do pray that somehow, some way, uh, if somebody is listening and you have some kind of connection uh, that can help this to happen, that uh, our Holy Father would find out about this project. Um, you know, Those in the Vatican that can consider it, um, please do help. Thank you so much, Anne. Amen. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well great uh no this has been a wonderful conversation and and thank you so much i know thank um, you so much bill yeah Amen. i know that um you know we'll certainly do our part in helping spread the word about this and um you know however, however we can help and you know uh and, and and keeping you guys in prayer as well that's always an important thing for those you know people who aren't able to give financially please please pray for this uh please yes. pray for Amen. the uh there are plenty of uh people out there that uh, cannot give financially, but, but prayers are, are just as important in fundraising and in, uh, you know, building up, uh, you know, the church from all different ways. So, so please pray for the project. Um, and, and please, uh, and please hold, uh, you know, all the priests and, and, and bishops in the Dominican Republic in prayer, because I know that, um, you know, that, that is a, uh, there, there is still a lot going on in that country too, right? There's still plenty of things yes. going on in that country uh, that 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 need prayer. Uh, many natural Absolutely. disasters have struck there, and um, other other things. So just so just keep the Dominican Republic in your prayers. Yes, thank you so much, Bill. And uh, 
Yes. And we also pray, Jacqueline, for your own personal intentions and, and those who are listening. Um, and please reach out to us at the Sewing Hope podcast. And we care so much about our listeners and, and all those people who, uh, who want to come together to help to sow hope into broken hearts. That's our mission. And that's why, Jacqueline, you were invited on this podcast. Thank you so much. And that's that that makes me feel very, very happy. It warms my heart <laughs> to hear, you know, those words, you know, coming from someone like you. And I also wanted to say that you. you're very welcome. I just wanted to talk a, a little bit more about Father Hubang and Father Hubang, you know, about his priestly religious calling. He felt called to the priesthood at an early age, at the age of 15. And that's a beautiful thing. And throughout that time, he says throughout my he says throughout my brief priestly life, Father Rubang has discovered a merciful God who always shows us his unconditional love and forgiveness. Father Rubang also says God manifests his mercy in our life through our smallness and transforms our five loaves and two fish into something great as God's people. Since entering the Carmel congregation, Father Rubang has been mostly concerned about two areas in living as a consecrated religious spirituality and charity. Though this, this discalced Carmelite friar describes his spirituality as stemming from a deeper encounter with Jesus, which comes from spending time alone with Christ, whose love never fails us. The same spiritual experience is expressed in the lives of the Carmelite holy founders, St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross. In every Carmelite community Father Ruben has visited, he has tried to share his prayerful life with the faithful. Mm, beautiful. He sounds like a Thank wonderful you. priest. Yes, he sounds absolutely. Like an absolute wonderful priest. He yeah. is. He's he's very down to earth. He's always. I mean, there has. I cannot say there has not been a time when I haven't reached out to him, um, either via video chat like we're doing now or via WhatsApp messaging. He is very quick to respond. That's why I said, if you have any questions about this church construction project or any or to give donations, please do not hesitate. To contact him, you Spanish-speaking podcast listeners, because he is very responsive mm. and he is very, very happy that we are just taking the time to help him with this good church cause in helping the poor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. Such a pleasure. Thank you. God <laughs> bless so you, Jacqueline, and God Amen. bless the the whole community there in, in La Vega. Thank you, and the Santas. God bless you and your family too. Please know that I always have you and this beautiful Sewing Hope Ministry in in my prayers as well. Rest assured of that. Um, and God bless you and your families as well. Yes. And continue and may God continue blessing you with this gift of helping helping others to help others. <laughs> You're awesome, Jacqueline. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Sincerely. You're God awesome. bless. Yeah. And God bless you too, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, folks, it's great to be back with you uh, live on the air. Uh, it's, um, it's just wonderful uh, to be able to be back live on the air here. Uh, for our 41st, it's incredibly hard, unbelievable to say we've done 41 episodes of Sewing Hope. Um, it is. But, oh um, praise God. But yeah, um, you know, so, and why don't you tell us who's on up, up on Thursday as we wrap up the episode? Yes, on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we have Steve Picorni. He is uh, the founder of Freedom Coaching, and the topic will be uh, basically... The, the pornographic culture that we're in, Steve has done great work to help uh, men and women to uh, 
free themselves from the, the addiction of pornography. So yes. this is going to be a good one. Please join us. Yes, I totally needed, especially during this time, folks. So uh, please turn in, uh, tune in. Uh, and uh, and Steve is a great guy, um, just an awesome, awesome Catholic evangelist. So folks, uh, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in today to Sowing Hope, and uh, remember to tune in uh, to Steve Picorni, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, uh, which will be already, I guess, the 9th of July. Uh, that's crazy to say that, but um, we're, we're rolling right along here in 2020, and we appreciate all of your uh, support and help. Uh, head over to our website, to patchworkheart.org, uh, to check out all the many different things we have going on. Uh, check out nonatus.org as well. For all the things that Anne has going on with the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, uh, it's just been a pleasure having each and every one of you be our listeners for these 41 episodes now. Until uh, next time, though, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry and the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.